Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Razaban IFL TV proudly sponsored by Everlast. Um, ben, Shalom, fight week. Yeah. Lawrence O'Cody, excited? Yeah, very excited. Obviously, it's been a long time out of the ring for, for Lawrence, um, and so he'll be delighted to just get started. A lot of changes. Huge one, obviously. I think people talk about promoters and managers. That shit probably really doesn't matter, but changing your trainer as a world champion. He's a, he's a big change, especially after Shane McGuigan. Definitely improving him. Best trainer from for me from from the UK. Um, I got to be careful what I say because there's a lot of good trainers, but he's 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 very good, and we have a lot of fighters with him. So Sugar Hill equally revered around the world, and so it's not a bad switch. It's going to be different. Um, I know they're working on different things with the styles and things like that, but you can't change too much. That's my one worry. Like one year out the ring at this level, and to change the trainer and all the stuff that's gone on. There's a lot of pressure on Saturday night, and David Light is—he's um, a very, very experienced amateur, unbeaten professional, gone over to America and Florida and beat Brandon Glanton, where it was all set up for him to fight Lawrence O'Coley. That's why they paid for it. It was a promoter. Yes, it was a controversial win, but when you speak to people that know David Light, that have sparred David Light, Joseph Parker won, tells me he's one of the toughest guys he's ever been in there with. And Matt Rose, who's flying in all the way from Australia, represents him as promoter. They're coming for a reason, and they're coming to win. It's not the fight you would have chosen as a, let's get back into the swing of things a year out, first fight with us, etc., etc. This is a genuine world title fight, and um, he's going to have to be switched on, and, but he feels relaxed, and he looks good, and he's happy. So I, I have all the confidence in the world, but I know that this is a, a serious fight. I spoke to David Light last week, I think Friday, on Zoom. Very confident, yeah. very confident. I know. They all are. They all are. And of course they're going to be because they've worked hard. When it's a mandatory challenger, he deserves to be here. He's done everything that he needed to be and this is his moment. And he didn't go through those 18 fights to get here and not win a world title. Um, so yeah, it's a big night for David Light. But this is what 
Lawrence should have at this stage in his career and yeah there's a lot of pressure on him on Saturday night because he knows what next he knows it's the unifications he knows it's the Richard React force he needs to win this fight and he needs to win it in a way where people are impressed but also can see where he's going with Sugar Hill because that is a different style and Sugar might be a magician but to do it in one fight I think um, he should remember that he got to this stage fighting a certain way and I don't expect to, it's difficult for him because there's pressure on him at this stage now to change his style to, to be more entertaining to this and that but ultimately he's got to win the fight um, yeah it's going to be a big night we know he's always wanted to become a unified champion at Cruiserweight before moving up to heavyweight I asked him the question you've announced today Chris Willem Smith fights uh, uh, at his beloved football stadium May 27th and I said it's not confirmed yet but he could be fighting for a world title and I said if he does fight for a world title and he wins would you consider that fight and he said to me Chris is a great friend I wouldn't want to fight him but this is business of course he'll fight him it's like um, look now they're not with the same trainer I think that was the one thing starting in the way and it, look that cruiserweight division Richard Riappel Chris Billingsmith Lawrence Okoli all in the top two three in certain governing bodies all now at the peak of their careers the absolute peak where they're ready to go it's fun it's good Lawrence will unify next if not fight Richard Riappel CBS has got a massive announcement a press conference on Monday for the stadium Lawal's facing Chamberlain for the British title. Bradis is knocking around. Massey's there. It's a, there's a lot of fights that can be made in that cruiserweight division, and I think it's special because these are the these are our world champions. There's not many of them now. Lawrence is is one of our only British world champions. I think he's going to have a great career at heavyweight. But for me, right now, he's the best cruiserweight in the world. And let's let's see him get really tested. Let's see him in those unifications. Let's see him in the Richard Riappol fight. Richard said to me. It was Richard that said you better get Lawrence. You know, he, he wants that fight as much as anyone. And um, yeah, that will be, I think, one of the biggest fights in British boxing in the next 12 months. Announced today, obviously, Ben Whitaker returns on the Boatsy card. You've announced the Bournemouth show. And uh, at June 10th, Adam Azim, York called. So quite a, uh, quite a few shows coming up in the next couple of months. Yeah, and more to announce. We didn't want to go overboard this week because we've got... Lawrence Okoli to focus on and a big fight and a big night here in Manchester but um, yes Ben Whitaker feels like a new signing his debut was one of the most ridiculous debuts I've ever seen and the noise that he created off the back of that was, was something quite special um, and just delighted that he's back in his hometown and this is where it starts for him and Fraser we want to build Birmingham Midlands boxing has never had it easy it's never been easy to sell the arena we're going to have a massive night Tyler Denny who's the unsung hero that's, I'm very excited for him to now be on the right side of the promoter and, and get his a night at Birmingham I think it's going to be a big night but yeah Ben Whitaker feels like a new sign Lauren Price Carrie Sartis all feel like new signings after being injured next year Akoli Buatsi coming over, Azim is just blossoming and, and, and the headlines again in June and Marshall hopefully announcement next week as well. So it's going to be a busy two, three months. We're excited. We're going to put on some big fights and um, we want to work with other promoters as well and, and, and continue to do what we're doing in France and Poland and a few other things and, and just make, um, make it more regular and, and keep bringing through new talent because it's very easy in our position to just say, all right, let's do a... I'm not actually going to name names because I don't want to be offensive, but the names we all know coming to the last six months, 12 months of her career, it's very easy for us to go and do that and regurgitate and this and that. We're trying to take a long-term view 
and do the fights, British fights that fans want to see, but also create some new superstars. And yeah, we think we're on our way now. And yeah, it's exciting to to announce some of the schedule and then a lot more le- next week. The fight that everyone's waiting for is Chris Eubank Jr. and Liam Smith. Um, Eddie Hearn was on Talksport yesterday when asked about. It. He said Chris hasn't signed yet, and they're potentially looking at that fight for Conor Bent. June 3rd in Abu Dhabi is it concern on your part that, that Chris might just take the Conor Ben fight because as Eddie said it's worth two or three times the amount that he'll get paid for Liam Smith I think um, I never had a contract with Eubank Jr my contract with Wasserman the rematch is in the place because they forced the rematch on us to get the fight with Liam so we all agreed to the rematch um where was I? The contract with yes. Wasserman. Yes, so we, we, we agreed to the rematch because they forced it on us. So they had 30 days to activate it. They publicly activated it. Every, they activated it to us on email, everything. So we have a contract with Wasserman, not Eubank. So whether Eubank signed, I think that's a question for Wasserman. We're just having to do what we agreed to do to get Liam that opportunity in that big night. And so we're, we're just, we're cool. We, um, as I say, I think it's a question for Wasserman and, uh, and Eubank. I do feel uncomfortable still about talking. I feel it's such a relaxed nature now to the whole drug thing. It's, it's quite remarkable. Not, not just saying from Eddie, just from the sport in general. I might be a minority. I think it's crazy in that sense. <laughs> and... Uh, and... Um, and... Um, this was this was this was a stupid this was a stupid place to do an interview. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, it's everyone leaving. Go on. So um, look, I, as I say, you'll have to ask Wasserman. I never had a whether Chris has signed with them or not. I don't know. But surely, from your perspective, you want to. That is a new pay-per-view event. We saw how great event of it it was a couple of months ago. It's a pay-per-view event that you want to schedule in your calendar. And also Liam wants a date as well. So surely you've got in your mind a timescale of if that fight's going to happen or not in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, we both committed to it, so we had to. So we just expect it. It's not, as I say, this is not a fight that was contracted by us. This was the other way around. So that's all I'll say. I don't, I've, I've learned not to, to expect everything in boxing. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of people with their backs up. There's a lot of people trying to pull our pants down. There's a lot of people not wanting us to do um, certain things. But we will just focus, do our best for the fighters, and that's it. But as I say, we um, our contracts with Wasserman, and not um, Eubank Jr. But I know I've interviewed many, many, many times. I know you don't like talking about other promoters, but sometimes, as I said, if a promoter says something, I, I need it clarified from your end, um, hence why I've asked, and also further about um, Eddie's comments about Joshua Boatsy leaving. Um, he, he was a bit upset because of what Joshua said, but also said that there's a lot of people in his ear that were saying things to him that made him switch sides almost. There's a lot of people apparently in Lawrence's ear and the wrong people in everyone's ear that decides to move. Again, I if we start getting the back and forth, then it's going to affect my ability to make fights. And I've got a good relationship with Frank Smith and I spoke to him yesterday. So it's, it's a weird one because I don't want to do this. I think for me, any fighter that leaves seems to get extremely criticised. And yes, he's got fans lap it up and they love it and this and that. And that's what a fighter has to deal with. Ultimately, 
Mr. Bawazi wants the biggest fights. He wants to fight on the biggest platform. He's 30 years old. He's got one career. He's not playing promoter politics. He's out of contracts and he wants to, to be, he spoke to Queensbury, he spoke to Top Rank, he spoke to us. He wants to be on the biggest platform. Boxing isn't, and then, but he still will get the, exactly the same fights. It's not like, why are we saying, oh, we can only fight Yard if you sign there, or you can only fight this person if you sign there. Is that not what's killing the sport, where fighters can only do certain things if they sign with a certain promoter. It's just, it's ridiculous. I think we've shown that we'll make the fights and we'll make the fights whatever way we have to. One, um, of, the, one of the things he did say was that if he wants to remain as a domestic fighter, right, he, he's where he at. He is where he is because he wants to be just a domestic fighter. If he was with us, we'll make him a global star because we have a global platform and the biggest platform in boxing. But it's not. It's, again, we if we distribute to fifty, hundred countries in the, in the whether it we work with the zone as well. So I'm not saying anything about bad about the zone. We Eubank Smith was on the zone. We can sell to the zone. We can sell to anyone in any country. This is about local audience and becoming a superstar. Do people not understand that not everyone is a Canelo or an AJ right at the end of the career where cash out time? It's a different model. Those boxers are there to. I don't. I, again, people just don't understand the sport, so they listen to a lot of nonsense. Those fighters are there to bring numbers to a platform. Our platform is to bring numbers to the fighters. We have over 11 million subscribers on Sky. We have 100 million people on the website. We have everything. Yes, in the UK, where we're building stars. We distribute all globally on different networks, whether it's Canal Plus in France, you know, whether it's Germany, whether it's Scandinavia, whether it's South Africa with Supersport, whether it's Australia with Fox, whether it's US with ESPN Plus or whoever it might be that we're selling to, those networks are just as big in their local markets as any. So, yes, it's not on one platform, but it's everywhere. For us, though, the, the UK market is imperative for any star. You can't, you don't, you grow a star because they become of a local hero and he understands that everyone understands that it's just loads of jargon and this and that and I don't it's all noise and I don't really care because I don't I, I'm focused on what we're doing and, and, and so is Buatsi but Buatsi wants the biggest fights he wants to be on the platforms we work with every other promoter he's going to have the big fights the yard fight's always there for him as well I think he's going to have the big fights and just in a place where he feels where he wants to be, where he's active, where if he fights for a world title, perhaps there isn't, if, it, if, if maybe he's a mandatory, so there isn't a rematch clause and then this and that, he can win it outright. There's loads of factors to say why after a year out of the ring, he doesn't want to fight Bivol twice and then be in a long-term contract when he thinks he can get those fights anyway and will get those fights and will get those big fights, but be active. Um, and be on, on the platform he wants to be and clearly there was a breakdown in, in, in relationship as well but when someone's out of contract they can choose to fight who they want they do, just because they don't resign doesn't mean they're a bad person or a terrible fighter or don't want to fight anyone people need to understand and get real and again this tribal thing around you can only fight certain people if you're with certain promoters if that's the case we're in a fucking it's a very sad sport and that's where, what's going to drive the sport apart and I guess, I guess if it wasn't for mandatories, think how messed up the sport would be, I mean we're seeing it with unifications but mandatories are the things that actually force fights to happen, 
if we're going to act like that, then imagine if if, if they didn't exist. I think it's sad. We, we the promoters need each other to grow the sport, and it's becoming so fragmented that unless they do, then it won't. Because these networks are powerful, and they pay a lot of money for boxing on their channel. It's not going to stop. So we may as well work, work together and try and stay out of that. And as I say, I think um, yeah, the Bawatsi perception is completely wrong, completely wrong, and I'll, I'll defend him. I'll defend him forever on that. Lawrence said some comments about Eddie Hearn on TalkSport about jealousy and stuff like that. Eddie, I think, did some Twitter uh, stuff, uh, Twitter space, where he, he said, and I, and I quote, um, that Lawrence hardly entertained, and he says that they're giving out the whole arena for free on Saturday. Yeah, again, he'll say anything he can to talk down about a fire that's left him. He wasn't saying that when he was. One... We're in Manchester and it sold unbelievably well for a guy that doesn't even never even visit in Manchester. It's given us an opportunity to put grassroots fighters and fighters that haven't got that opportunity down. Michael Gomez Jr., Caris Artingstall, Fraser Clark, but also local fights, local talent, Callum Simpson, who for me is a sleeping giant in his division and is going to show that on Saturday night. Um, but for Lawrence, he's a world champion. He's the best cruiserweight in the world. He's going to go to heavyweight and do things that no one expects him to do as well. And there's a lot of upset as to why he's left. And so you can expect any criticism possible levelled at him for a long, long, long time. And he's a big boy and he's uh, he is um, he's thick-skinned and he's in a good place and he's happy. And uh, he gets to fight and he gets to be active and we should, um, we should be celebrating our best fighters. The Zone announced uh, they are now available uh, on Sky. Just want to get your reaction. Obviously, I know you're on Sky Sports, and I know it's different. I know some people think that I remember David Hay when David Hay went on Dave. You know, it, it's different. You guys still have that powerful engine behind you guys with Sky Sports News. We you know after Premier League football to obviously advertise and market your events, but um, do they become even bigger competition? The fact that they're on Sky. Every channel in the UK is on Sky. I can't believe Sky again. The Zone is a great platform, investing lots in money, good people, and they're going to do great things in boxing. But any, uh, they could have had a channel on Sky when they first launched. I mean, uh, what is that? It's like Frank Warren's advertising Sky to people. <laughs> He's on BT. Dave's on Sky. I mean, when uh, to, to, it shows maybe that there's a complete redirection because it was all about streaming and not pay-per-view and now it's all about Sky again and it's all about box office but the Zone's a separate channel just like the adult sites on Sky are separate channels and just like BT is a separate channel Sky has 11 over and Sky Sports has over 11 million subscribers and one of the biggest most powerful machines you could ever imagine and that's why every platform pays to sit on their platform but they are just different channels. Box Nation's still on Sky. So that's what Box Nation was. Um, but again, I all fair play to them and I want them to keep spending and it's great for the sport. I'm a genuine fan. But don't, it's, it's all just smoke. It's, it's smoke and mirrors. It doesn't change anything around anything. Um, but again, I, I don't want it to come across as bitter, but sometimes it's like you, you have to just point out what is actually reality here and and this switching switching how things are being promoted and and now sky is such an amazing thing sky sports was dead 18 months ago or 12 months ago now it's like the biggest attraction um but yeah it's uh, it's another channel 
as is Box Nation, as is Premier Sports, as is BT Sport, as is ITV, as is Dave, as is Comedy Central, as is anything, but they're completely different to what Sky Sports is. Just a couple of more, I know it's getting a bit late. Um, Simon Jordan, Eddie Hearn, yesterday. Talk Sport, did an hour, did you manage to catch any of it? I got sent some clips, but obviously it was a long thing, but um, I did, to be honest, I don't have anything to say on it. It was entertaining, the bits I saw. I think it's difficult when you're coming from... An, Simon's a businessman, so he understands, but if you meet him with, like, boxing uh, lingo and jargon and things like that, you, you can talk your way out of anything. Like, that's what, that's what it is. But, um, yeah, it, was, it, is, <laughs> it is what it is. I don't know. To the disappointment of many fans, it uh, looks like Usyk Fury or Fury Usyk is not going to take place. Um, does it help the sport of boxing when things like this happen? No, it's, it's devastating. Um, I was, uh, I thought this was going to be an easy fight to make, um, and I think uh, it just goes back to if the biggest fights don't happen, then the sport's just going to be messed up. It, the, the fans lose interest, the networks lose interest. People like here in the kids in the gym today, they're asking about Fury Usyk, they're asking about the big fights. That's all they're interested in. It, it feeds down from the from the top down and so if it doesn't happen it's a disaster for everyone and uh, I'm not blaming anyone it's just as a fan it's a, it's a nightmare um, and I think there has to be something where you look at the sport and say is this a sport or is this a business because in any sport any other sport the best fight the best that's what sport is at the right time all the time but it doesn't happen in this sport because clearly the business is just overrunning what how a sport should be run and there has to be things put in place longer term, like the mandatory system, other things like that, where it forces fights to happen and it prescribes what the, what is perceived as a fair split on sporting merit, not just all about, oh, I think, just all about money and how many tickets you can sell. The sport has to move, and um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's sad, but maybe it's a watershed moment because if the biggest fight in boxing can't happen, then there's a problem with boxing. I'm still hopeful it happens. Let's see. We are still hopeful, and so is Frank Warren. Uh, ben, late. We'll see you tomorrow at the press conference. Appreciate your time. Uh, yeah, roll on Saturday night. Cheers, mate. Thank ben you. Shalom, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.